Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze. My name's Nathan. I'm Lacey. And we are married. We, yes. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> we, sometimes I have to remind myself. Exactly. I have to um, write it on the mirror for him. Yeah. <laughs> have like the whole like picture collage when he wakes up. <laughs> like, what like is it? 40 first, 50 date. Exactly. Yeah. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Want to quick push. Um, feel free to shoot us an email, uh, respond to the podcast uh, on our website. Let us know if you have any questions uh, for us, whether it could be my disease, cystic fibrosis, or in general, how do you deal with sickness? Um, homeschooling. We were actually just having a lively discussion about homeschooling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been an interesting year with the home with the homeschool world. Right. Um, I was I was actually homeschooled growing up from fourth grade on. I graduated through homeschool and so um it is something that has been in my life for a long time and when we first became parents we were kind of we decided that as our kids became school age we were going to make a decision every year what what we wanted to do and what would benefit them the most and so yeah per child per year right and um I didn't just want to blanket decide and so when our first daughter went to kindergarten and it was an absolute disaster we ended up bringing her home, and I homeschooled her for three years. And then my other daughter, when she went to school, she loved it. She's a social butterfly. She just thrived in a super structured, predictable environment where all of her friends were. And so that side of it was really great for her. Um, there was definite social issues as well. Yeah, I was going to say, she would often come home with so much anxiety and so much well, stress, right? Right, and... When she was a little bit younger, it wasn't as obvious that it was anxiety. Right, right. Um, I think as she got older, that became more obvious. But my, so, you know, I homeschooled um, our eldest and until we moved and we moved, I actually had gotten to a point with her that, and those of you that are at homeschool know what I'm talking about. I was not able to wear the two hats of the teacher and the mom. I was definitely, um spending most of my day arguing and so (laughs) the poor child did not realize what she had is um what really what happened and I and I said to her all all year long I said listen you need to change your tune or you're going back to school and she really called my bluff or what she thought was my bluff she really thought it was a bluff (laughs) it was not a bluff because when we moved I I had had it and um, one of the big issues is she um She's needed some educational intervention for all of her um, school years. And I had been providing outside sources for her and still homeschooling. And and when we moved, I just was so overwhelmed by it. I'm just I just said, you know, with her attitude and with, you know, the needs there, we're just going to put her in school. So what was like a week before school started? (coughs) Yeah. Well, we were doing our we were doing our meet the teacher. Yes. And everything was hunky-dory. Woo, yay, meet the teacher. And she was still kind of putting on this, like, 
Yeah, attitude. Like, it yeah, wasn't like, going to happen. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, then we go to drop her off for the first time. It, no, it was after she met the teacher and she had to stand there in the school and look around. And oh, then is she, that? Oh, yeah. And then she started okay. to panic. Like, this oh, this is happening. And yeah. so then she spent the next week panicking. And But she did. She went back to school for three years. Yep. And, um, you know, pluses and minuses, it definitely was a... Uh, it had benefits and it had downsides, but it, things got increasingly worse with our youngest yeah. as far as, um, I felt like I, my, her teacher, my youngest teacher in, um, was it third grade? No, yeah. second grade, second, second grade. grade. She had my, my phone number and she just texts me like every day. Literally, I'm not even joking. Text me every day and kind of have this like download of, what happened that day it was like she needed to process <laughs> it a little bit a little, little like text or verbal right. and processing b- yeah. believe me i know my child is intense i know that but it was like i had to talk her off a ledge <laughs> so much and it was a crazy year and um so then when the pandemic hit yeah um we thought you know what this is i think it was in march we got locked down and we we just said you know we know how to homeschool we're going to go ahead and just do it the rest of the year. And as we were doing it, we were just looking at our girls and how they were responding to it. And it was very positive. I never thought my youngest could be homeschooled because she has such intense social needs. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like her. So I struggle to meet those needs actually. And to keep her like engaged, engaged yeah. enough. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I spent most of my high school years just in my room reading, so I'm not... Well, I was going to say, you were also kind of uh, self-willed, but kind of forced into self-educating as well. And so a lot yeah, of that's self- I mean, Yeah, that was yeah. way... I, I very much part of my homeschool was me just reading. Right. Um, right. Anyway, so when I brought her home, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to meet those needs. And so um, we have been... You know, homeschooling since March, since March again. And wow. Um, uh, yeah, weird. I was going to say, have you ever had one of those days as a parent um, and maybe even as a home homeschool parent, but I'll, I'll broaden it, parent in general, where you wake up and you feel like you were hit with a tsunami and the rest of the day is you not drowning um, I feel like maybe that's today. And so Lacey yeah. and I, this is like this, this is more of a small group for us. <laughs> like like a, it's, it, this, it's a park group. Yeah. I was going to say, this is uh, mine and Lacey's time to decompress oh, from the day. So if we're going to, if there's going to be things that are said, listen, it's us decompressing right. and you get to be the beneficiary of that. Right. Yes. <clears throat> and I mean, most days I appreciate homeschooling, but it is definitely, you have to fight for yeah. it a lot. And, yeah. you know, as we, uh, as we're fighting for homeschooling, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just the, the practical or the general subjects of schooling that, that I think we're fighting for teaching our kids math and reading, but which we fight, like, oh my which gosh, we fight, fight for. for that. Oh my gosh. Right. But we all we're also fighting for this is going to sound way over dramatic, but we're fighting for the souls of our our girls. We're fighting for their 
mental health. We're fighting for yeah. so much more than just we want to homeschool them so we know what they're being taught. We also want to homeschool them so they have they're raised in an atmosphere that is uh, spirit led and that is, I think, maybe relationship focused um, Anyway, just it, anyway, so it's more than like if you're homeschooling, um, man, keep up the good fight. You're fighting more. Like I said, you're fighting for more than just their uh, mental education. You're fighting for. Right. For and, who and that they is something we, re- we realized as a family yeah. that that was wrapped up in why we were supposed to do it this way. Right. Um, and I and also to those of you out there that are doing the distance learning, I just want to yeah. encourage you that distance learning is really rough. Um, and that, you know, if, if you want to try to straight up homeschool, it might actually be a little bit easier. Um, I, I don't know if I, I honestly, no, I know I can't do distance learning. I actually wrote the school and was like, I'm not doing distance learning. I'm homeschooling. Yeah. Because just everybody's schedule, trying to keep that online, trying to keep a kid engaged with kids with multiple learning styles engaged with just a screen all day. It's really hard. Um, so my hat is off to you and don't judge homeschooling too harshly until you've seen kind of yeah. the delightful side of it. Because with all the hard days, like the one I'm experiencing, there is such joyful days. Like yesterday yeah. I was doing math with Ari and she realized that she knew the answer to something, but she didn't think she did. But she's just like screaming like, yes, yes. <laughs> and just, you know, stuff that you, you do have wins. It's not always losses and yeah. I think that's the big thing you know we're we were actually just talking before we started recording just how um how much homeschooling is is and is going to be such a need to educate educate our children in a way that is um I don't mean this as like uh pick themselves up by the bootstraps I, I actually hate that phrase or in what it means but I think to be independent and to be um, people who can think, mm-hmm. people who can reason, people who can um, come to conclusions, ask questions, ask questions, and yes. and um, and so it's it's so much more, so much more than just your four basic, you know, reading, writing, I don't know, geography, math. Math. <laughs> All of the subjects that are taught. Science, I like science. Science is what I teach my girls. I, I do most of the teaching in case you're concerned yeah. right now. <laughs> Guys, don't sorry, worry. Honey. No, 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 you're good. Throwing you under the bus. Um, no, Lacey, Lacey's like the main, uh, honestly, like after the day I had, it was funny, the other day I, um, I actually just did a post on this where like I had, I just was had to lay my head on the table for a few minutes to like breathe. And guys, I'd only taught them 45 minutes science a subject I love Lacey hours upon hours of teaching subjects subjects she doesn't even have interest in. So my hats are off. Like my hat, all of the I'll hats, take all your hats, yeah. all my hats are off to you. <laughs> well, thanks, hon. <laughs> no, we were, uh, th- this is the part, you know, kind of that we started the podcast and our, and our conversation getting back to it was I was talking about how, I feel like I've been reading this narrative in the news of how it's kind of dueling. One one side is everybody hates homeschooling. They're so sick and tired of it. They just think schooling their children is terrible. The other side is people have been horrified to get their kids home and realize what has been or hasn't been taught. 
um, and really like some of these things coming out, like parents can't observe the kids distance learning classes, all of these things are creating outrage and people are really demanding some answers from the school. And so, you know, you have these two dueling stories and, um, not, we, gosh, I don't want to go too far into this, but just to say, I feel like there is some (laughs) narrative control right now in the news. I mean, as evidenced by the censorship, but, um, I, I feel honestly, and, and, you know, time will tell that what is going to happen is there is going to be a lot of people that are going to keep their kids out of school, actually, and find that homeschooling is a good fit for their family or want to actually, if they can't make it happen now, move in the direction of making it feasible to homeschool. Yeah. And I, it makes me wonder what the pushback on homeschooling will be after well, all you, this is said and done. And even to kind of give some history to it, you were homeschooled in a state that it was illegal to homeschool. Right. And so that's something really interesting. So when I was pulled out of school, my parents pulled me out of school. We lived in Michigan at the time and federally it was legal to homeschool, but statewide it was illegal. Michigan was one of the hardest States to homeschool in the time at that time. And, um, I remember my parents had signed up for a membership with homeschool legal defense. And that was, I mean, that was a needed deal that you would have, that they took comfort in knowing that if they were prosecuted, if the police came to remove us from the home, that they would be able to call a lawyer and get help because that was happening. Um, it was happening to, um, just people across the U.S. at the time that were it, we live in a very homeschool friendly environment now, but at that time it wasn't. And so we were actually trained as kids, like what our rights were, if authorities came to the door, what to say. We I remember that we really didn't go out with my mom during the day, even if we were done with school because we get questioned Um you know, and those of you homeschool parents, you know what it's like, because that still happens. You bring your kids out in public and people find out you're homeschooling and they decide it's their job to quiz the kids. And someone did that to Lyd the other day. And they're like, what grade are you in? And Lydia looked at me and <laughs> I <remember> this. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think at one point they even they first asked her her name and she was a little unsure about that even, you know, so it's just really funny. These like pop quizzes. So, yeah, so we weren't we didn't really go outside much during I mean in our yard right but not the stores or whatever because we get quizzed and there was a very real fear that my parents could lose their children because of their desire to homeschool us and right so so now you know we're we're pretty far from that if you're legitimately homeschooling like you're legitimately teaching your kids it's pretty easy to um get help for that or proof for that you know if you need need it or even um we moved from a state and we moved from alaska i mean alaska is one of the most homeschooling friendly states there is yeah Yeah. they're they they actually pay what is it they there's a stipend you can yeah yeah. so if you enroll with them not all people do um but you can enroll with um one of the the schools um quotation marks that allows you to homeschool and you just work with them as far as um, you do have a little bit of curriculum submitted. It's not nothing terrible, but you're also able to use your um, stipend for um, extracurricular stuff. You're able to take mm-hmm. classes with the school if you wanted. Like I had Lydia in with a reading tutor for yep. a while in the school. Um, I know my sister took choir when she was in high school there. And so it's a really um, 
I think it's really neat, the setup they have. And the reason why Alaska has this great setup is because there's a lot of people that live in the state that don't have access to school. Mm -hmm. And so that allows them the opportunity to still take advantage of the system. I mean, that, that itself is a whole podcast, whether or not people would want to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good friend who would vehemently disagree with partnering with the school about anything. But um, for us, it worked really well. And um, with a kid who has some learning um, issues, I liked having some, some people to weigh in and get me right. directed with that because right. um, then you just don't feel so alone in it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Uh, we, did, we didn't go into homeschool homeschooling our girls uh because we really wanted to and we felt gifted. In fact, no, quite the opposite. No. Lacey did not want to homeschool for that reason. She wanted to focus on the ministry. She wanted to focus on things, you know, that... I felt good at. That you felt good at, that you felt... <laughs> that, were, that were uh, mm. encouraging. <laughs> right. Yeah. And one of the th statements Lacey's made over the last probably three to, to six months in homeschooling is the amount of joy that it has been bringing her. Again, you have the horrible days, okay? Don't, I'm not saying mm -hmm. everything is always amazing with us, but um, the joy, the shocking joy that you have in homeschooling, and I think maybe that's one of the, you know, encouragements I personally want to offer is if you feel like, man, you're, your world is already crazy, adding homeschool to it, uh, is going to make it even more crazy. And I mean, like, legit homeschool, homeschool, okay? You may be shocked. You may be shocked at the piece that, what, how it anchors your family. And I think that's maybe something we've recognized is how, how much it has anchored our family. Um, and, you know, a lot of the things that we, there's a lot of things that we've had to give up in, and I mean, maybe things that we viewed as success or uh, definitions of success, we have had to release those. We have had to release things that were important to us or we viewed as important. Um, but over the last year, <clears throat> um, we're recognizing what it's doing to our family. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and I think along with that, you know, after Lid went back to school, um, my, my eldest, after we kind of had that, you know toe-to-toe -to -toe, <laughs> a showdown and mom won and sent her back I was so over it mm -hmm. you know like over it done 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 and the thought of going back into it the thought of not just not just the fighting right but the feeling just so inadequate to the learning needs um yeah. I just felt really inadequate and I didn't want to do her a disservice yeah 
And that was one of my main concerns. And, you know, my friends, after I'm telling them all the story, you know, as we're dealing with my youngest school, social things and stuff, you know, stuff that would blow your mind, people, if I could tell you the stories. Um, and they're like, Lacey, why don't you just homeschool again? And I would push back and push back. I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that. And really, after, I mean, I, I would tell people it took a pandemic. It took a worldwide pandemic to get me homeschooling again. That's how much I wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was like, fine, I can work with that. And, um, <laughs> boom, pandemic. Right. And <laughs> not to say that all this no suffering Please. is for just for me. I mean, don't Goodness. misuse my words, but he used, <laughs> yeah, he used it to turn my heart. And, um, once it was turned and I was able to kind of like, listen, um, and I knew that this was, this was a direction we were heading. Um, this was kind of a, a specific direction that, you know, we weren't just going to do for the duration of the pandemic that we're, but, but we're pretty committed to. And, um, I say pretty cause I was going to give myself a way out, <laughs> but we're, anyway, folks were committed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, no backing out. I now. do, I do have a joy in it now. I had a, I have a joy in it that I didn't think was possible. Um, yeah. so Okay, well, so if you guys have any questions about, you know, homeschooling. I have some great friends that you can call. <laughs> they'll be able to answer those questions. Oh, one thing I do want to say is most, or actually all of the communities we've lived in, uh, there has been a homeschool, like, support group. And I don't mean support group where you, like, talk to each other. Literally, like, art, be. arts. I know. Well, you guys do. No, ours is like, you. they go to the park and the kids you know, run around in packs and in the... Well, I mean, the homeschool support group thing isn't new. I was involved one. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Younger. So people who are... to make fun brand, of it. Yeah. No, people who are brand new to homeschooling... Right. Like, we had look. homeschool roller skate. Do you remember the stories I tell you about that? Oh, guys. Like, Homes my own... I see that needs to be its own thing, just talking about my homeschool days. It's definitely wild denim... Denim I'll days. That, I'll put that on the podcast for next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we would love to get your feedback, get some uh, get some of your responses. Yeah, so tell us, if you've started homeschooling recently, if your kids are distance learning and you're interested in yep. switching to homeschooling, we'd love to hear about it and where yeah. you're at with all that. And what, honestly, too, what you're seeing from your kids, having them home more. What, what, Ooh, it, yeah. what was that like or is that like, depending on where you are at with that. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a eye-opening discussion that we've been having as a country yeah. um with with all of this so yeah mm -hmm. so um with that speaking of fact checking yeah lacy oh, i do has a fact check so the rules of the fact check are i give nathan a story and he has three questions to clarify the story and then he has to guess if it's true or false so, my story is about a man who simply just lost millions of dollars. Just gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, not lost in gambling or, like, a bad investment. Like, literally lost. Okay, I'm going to interject with something real quick. Yeah. The other day, um, a guy bought a... Family bought a couch here 
near Austin, a used couch. Okay. And they brought it home. It was super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Like, they would sit on it, and there's all these Are you telling lumps. a story I told you? No. Oh, this is a new one? No, I heard it on the radio. Oh, okay. No, and um, and one of the kids, like, he's like... They found money in it, didn't they? $34,000. Oh, my gosh. See, okay, I keep hearing about these couches with cash. Hold on, hold on. Guess what they did? They brought it back. Why? You no, know, because they're decent people. It's some I'm grandpa's. Not... It's some grandpa's like inheritance. Yep. is what it was. That's yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. I understand because I just heard a similar story up in like Okemos in Michigan. Forty thousand dollars in a couch, which I was telling my sister because we're both really uh, frugal, thrifty. Well, I was gonna say we're very um, thrifty. We love thrifting, and when, I've never found a couch with forty thousand dollars. I feel like I should have by now because of how much thrifting I do. Yeah, but we don't buy. We've we've not don't thrifted our furniture. Yeah. yeah, we we usually. I I, I don't like buying yeah. thrifted things with fabric very much. Well, like not your, fabric, like clothes that I can wash, but like something I can't throw in my washer. Well, there's your problem. That's why we. I can't found. throw a couch in my washer. No. Okay, sorry. Back to your. Fact <laughs> I just check. need to start like checking out the couches for cats. <laughs> hey, if you guys are thrifty, what I highly recommend you do is go into thrift stores and unzip their cushions. <laughs> And then buy the couch. And don't return the money. Who returns the money? Because they're not... Okay, this is a agree to disagree. I feel like because you gotta, you gotta know. Like, you don't just find that much money and not yeah. try to figure out whose it is. Why? It's yours. You bought the couch. And obviously there was a mistake made. There's... I feel like there's actually... What if it was your $40,000? Uh, first of all, I would double check the couch cushions before I gave it away. <laughs> no, listen, this is what happened. So grandpa went through the depression. He doesn't trust banks. He shoves his money in a couch. Grandpa yep. dies. He doesn't tell anybody. Well, that's unfortunate. This actually came up during my, um, my, I had my grandparents like all die really close to each other this last year. But during one of the times mm -hmm. we were um, getting together, we were talking about that, about how older people, that make sure you check their possessions for money because there's like lots of times there's money hidden all over. And so all these stories came out and the, the one to me that was just so funny was that this person had this, um, uh, collection of books, like this huge collection of books, which I can really relate to because I love books. I have a bunch of them, but, um, they just were like real annoyed by the books. So they just started donating them and they donated over half of them. And finally someone thought to look through one of the books and it, as they're looking through the books, they're finding all of this cash. And so they <laughs> went through just a few books and found, I don't know, like 500 bucks. And so they realize <laughs> what they have done. Here's what we would like you to do. <laughs> click the respond button on the podcast page on our website. Click the respond button and let us know, would you side with me, who would take advantage of the blessing that has been bestowed uh, upon you? Come on! Them? Okay, or no, I would think you side with Lacey, who would not take advantage of the blessing that was bestowed within, upon Okay, them? within a certain amount. Like, so I bought a book Why from a thrift it, no. store. No, Why I bought a book from a thrift store not too long ago, and there's a dollar in it. It was really sad because it looked like a birthday present, like a little sticker book, and someone had stuck a dollar. Two dollars. There was two dollars. Here's the thing. No. No, the amount... So I didn't return that. It's only $2. Why? Why not? It's only $2. No, why not, though? You're saying based on principle, you would return something because the because owner Because people can sleep at night if they've lost $2. They're not going to sleep very well if they lost 40 grand. They didn't lose it. 
the grandpa forgot. He didn't even know he had it. Okay, another story. Dementia. Okay, another story told at the funeral was this old guy who was dying. He goes to die, or right before he dies, he whispers to his not even his kids, but his daughter-in-law whispers that for his entire working life at payday, he'd went down to the basement and stapled um, a hundred dollar bill on the rafters. Okay, so. They go down there and they realize up in the rafters in the basement, I guess rafters is the wrong word. What would it be like the. Oh, uh, yeah. Ra- well, yeah. Rafters isn't right. The what basement? would it be? The wood that's holding the floor up in the basement. <laughs> the joists. <laughs> there we go. There's all this money tacked to it. Maybe not a hundred. Maybe it was only like a 10. You know, these are over mm-hmm. legends grow. You know, I'm just. It was a million. It's all hearsay. But anyway, the point still stands. They would have sold this house and it would have all this money. So, okay, here's the moral story. Number one, go, well, he told someone. go to estate sales. Look through all the things. When you buy a used couch, buy it lumpy. Don't put your money in your furniture. That's another moral mm-hmm. of the story. I think we've learned a lot today. Okay, back to your fact check. I'm <laughs> okay, so, so my fact check, yes. Yeah. So you need to ask your three clarifying questions. I forget questions. what it was. The, it was... Cl- the, the story is that this guy lost millions of dollars, not lost gambling, not lost in an investment. He literally lost millions of dollars, and he cannot get them back. Get it back. Where did this happen? Um, I actually. I want to say Washington, but I'm not, I don't know if that's where the article was written or not. So ask me a different, you can ask me a different question instead of that one, because I'm not sure about the answer to that. Sorry, you still get three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did he lose it because of mental issues? I mean, you Meaning like dementia, no. uh, Alzheimer's no. or something like that. No. You said he didn't lose it gambling. No. But he lost it. He lost it. I feel it. like this is a riddle. It's just I, gone. I love riddles. <laughs> did he sell a couch recently? He did not. Was that really one of your questions? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was a... What do you call it where you go back to a different conversation? Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so he possibly in Washington, uh, not medical, uh, nothing brain-wise, um, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Millions. 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 Is it real money? It is. Okay. He wasn't, like, playing a game of Monopoly. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> I think you've oh, had three. Um, you've had three. Was it dealing with, like, a 401k stock? Uh, because I also know um, that... Uh, I said it wasn't in an investment. It wasn't in an investment. Did you know, by the way, BTW, uh, stocks, like, uh, retirement 401ks... If they've been invested into social media, they're dropping horribly. 
I can believe that. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. Let me clarify. I won't say anymore it wasn't an investment. It wasn't a 4OK. It wasn't a stock. I think it's true. It is true. You yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yep. Tell me. No, okay. you have to tell me. Like, what <laughs> okay, world? moving on. No, I've been reading this fascinating. It's a series, and I guess it's not, they're just reporting. Everybody's reporting, it seems like, on this guy, obviously, because it's very sensational, who has $220 million in Bitcoin. Oh. Did you see that article? No. And he... Bitcoin fascinates me because I know is, nothing okay, about listen, it. Bitcoin is super fascinating. I My mind also cannot wrap itself around it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've watched so many things and read so many articles and still my brain is just like it can't compute the idea of Bitcoin. But here we are now and it exists and it's worth a lot of money. Right now, I think currently it's like almost $40,000 for one Bitcoin. So this guy has this bitcoin which is cryptocurrency and so it's all i mean it's Basically, all it's, it's internet currency right it's internet currency okay. and it's not backed so, by anything it's just a right. log okay and to access it he needs his password and he had this really in like intense password 10 years ago and he threw out the piece of paper that he had it on it's just gone. No. So, yeah. So Is there not like a reset password no, button? It's, there's not, obviously, because it's like <laughs> super secure. It's in this thing called an iron key that you have 10 tries to get into. And if you don't get into it, you're just... You know what? I feel you're like people out. like you would be hosed. Like, <laughs> totally. Like your iPhone, you get locked out. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, oh. I know, but can you imagine? Okay, so he's tried eight times now. So he only has two more tries. And so he basically just, like, locked it up in this vault. And he's like, I can't think about it anymore. It was really unhealthy for my life. I, and I need to move forward. And he's he basically, I think he made it sound like he has plenty of other money. He's comfortable. Yeah. But, I mean, to think about that, to be to still be super comfortable after losing $220 million. You just said nobody's comfortable losing $40,000. Apparently there well, are Well, that people. guy could, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, hey, he doesn't if, keep his money in a couch, so he keeps it in a computer. <laughs> that's true. All the trash men are going back to the. <laughs> now, <laughs> now he's going to be keeping it in a couch for sure. <laughs> exactly. Can't but even yeah. trust himself. I know. But so, yeah, he's basically like, I got to let it go because. Wow. I mean. That's crazy. At a certain point, you'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to. But yeah. I don't know how you would. It'd it's, be like losing a lotto ticket worth that much or something. Like well, guess. Yeah. No, here's. No. Nobody. What? You and Lotto, like... Gosh. Her and her sister have this... Fascination with the Lotto. Fascination, obsession. Okay, I don't play the Lotto because I don't win, and I know that about myself, so I don't try. But it would be fun. Like, my sister and I always play that that game, you know, like what you would buy. I mean, everybody does no, that, No, here's right? the thing. Except they get Nathan. so emotionally invested in it, and then it's like... What was it? One time, like one time when when the lotto was like some billions of of dollars or it's whatever. Like, it was. Oh, it's like it's like seven hundred fifty um, million right now. Great. Um, no, is. they literally talk themselves up, and so they bought tickets. This is like, the one time yeah, in my like, life I bought a Powerball yeah, no, no, no. ticket. I no, feel no. like there's gonna be a lot of judgment on me. I don't actually buy Powerball. I bought one ticket one time, and if you do, that's great. That's fun. I'll dream with you. But 
Nathan's like gonna get me called out over one ticket here. No, here's He's what happened. Making me though. sound like I buy my. No, 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 no. She doesn't. She doesn't. You, I don't. You should back away from the mic. You're like really oh, up on sorry. it. Oh, sorry. Too close. Like relax. You relax. <laughs> Anyways, so they buy this ticket and like for hours, hours and hours, they're talking fun. and dreaming about what they're gonna do with it. And I'm like, guys, you're not gonna win. Shockingly enough, they did the tick, like they did the numbers. And they're devastated, like genuinely emotionally devastated. <laughs> no, I'm like genuinely emotionally I'm like, devastated. You guys did this to yourself. No, you, I don't feel bad. No. Listen. Anyways, I, moving on. No, okay. So the other day, I didn't even tell you this. Um, Liddy and I, we were online, and I got a notification that the HGTV Dream House is doing their giveaway now. No, you did tell me about this. Oh that, no, Lydia told me about it. Yeah. No, Miss Lydia. Okay, yeah. so I enter like <laughs> once a year, like because it's fun and I do it and don't judge me. And um, <laughs> so she's like, mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm entering this contest. And she was so just, just blown away. Right. By the idea. Cause I don't think we've really done any, I don't think I've ever done any contest kind of stuff with her. And so um, a few days later, she's like, mom, when are you going to find out if you won or not? I'm like, what? She's like, the dream house. I'm like, Oh babe. <laughs> Starts young folks. I'm not gonna the dream, but maybe I will. You don't know. It comes with a really cool motorhome, and <clears throat> you're not gonna win. Beep beep. Two and around. Um, I feel like that was okay. So I have a. I, I want to blow the whistle on Lacey, and oh. I feel like that was one, like an impromptu. Yeah, it really one. was. It really was. That Lacey bought a Powerball ticket. But you know what's funny is even though I was doing the whole like sign up for the dream house with my daughter yeah. thing, I also had a really practical conversation with her how we wouldn't be able to keep it because of taxes. And well, so job. we yeah. talked about taxes and how we probably it would be out of our like cost of living range to keep the house. And so the moral of the story is <laughs> you can sign up for lottery as long as you use it for a homeschooling conversational uh, teaching moment. Oh, is that what it is? Right. So does that mean I can get a lotto ticket? Because no. We use okay, <laughs> moving on. I'm going to blow the whistle on Lacey. Not just for oh a lot gosh. of tickets, <laughs> but guys, I'm very excited because here's, here's actually what happened is I had forgot about this story until I found it in my notes. I'm so thankful that oh I gosh, found it in my it? notes. How long ago? Tell me first. Give me a hint. Like How long ago? a month or two ago. Oh, that's not that long. No. So Lacey. I'm so scared. Was talking. <laughs> this brings so much joy to my heart because usually I'm the one that will do this, okay, oh. when talking to someone. So having this on record oh, no. brings so much joy and happiness to me. Lacey was uh, talking with a friend and, you know, the friend was dealing with like financial issues and stuff like that. And so, the, you know, her friend's going through financial issues and Lacey's, you know, consoling, talking, you know, they're laughing, joking, back and forth, and Lacey, you know, amidst the conversation goes, well, at least it's, you know, financial problems, not like, you know, lost a important body part or something like that. Um, no, that's not what happened. Interestingly I know what you're enough, about. yeah. Can I tell the punchline and then you can correct me? Okay, go ahead. Is her friend had lost her eye, like the year before. Yeah, I knew what you are talking about. Yeah. Is that right? Well, no, I had said. Um, I was like, did I get the story wrong? I thought that's what it was. No, that's what she said to me. Oh, she said that to me. But then oh, in the no. course of our conversation, 
Because she meant it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She meant it was overcomable. But in the course of the conversation, I kept accidentally making vision jokes, which you don't realize how many vision jokes there are. Like, I guess we don't see eye to eye or... Guys, no, I butchered this whistleblower, but that's funny. Yeah. You know, like, oh my word. I, I, there's so many vision jokes, and I kept accidentally making vision like references. Yeah. So her friend, thank you. So her friend has lost her eye. And yes, you're right. So you guys were, that's right. You guys were talking about how, uh, you know, having financial issues is not as big of a deal as this. And yes, you kept bringing up. Yeah. What is it like metaphors or or yeah that involves eyes that involves seeing and eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, she's a nice person and realized I wasn't trying to be mean. <laughs> there's so well, think about it. There's so many like to clarify. I mean, keep them coming, right? All the I don't see so, what you're saying. What I don't see what you're saying to clarify. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, oh, I, I don't, don't see. see. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were telling. See, it's everywhere, <laughs> guys. There's so many vision oh metaphors. Gosh. Anyway, colloquialisms—that's what they're called. Kids, you're wondering. She's doing really well. So, hey. Yep. I'm not gonna bring her down. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring her down. The last thing that we were wanting to talk about, because it is a new year, you knew me, knew you, new year, knew you. That's what it is, right? New year, knew me. Is it a new you? I, in one of these podcasts, we've done so many so far, uh, vaguely remember Lacey making veiled references to my weight and needing to go to the gym. All I said is that your nutritionist giggled a little and said you didn't have to try to or gain more weight, right? Or maintain. <laughs> Either of those. It wasn't the battle it used I, to be. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, hence the elastic pants that we mentioned a few <laughs> episodes ago. Um, I have been going to the gym. You have. I've been going five days a week running yeah. intervals for 15 minutes. For a whole week. For a whole week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How's your gym commitments going, <laughs> Lacey? I'm doing great. Thank you. you. I love no, the gym. Job. Yeah. No, you're actually doing really well. She woke up this morning very I early. I did wake up this morning. Good job yeah. to go to the gym. Um, anyways, we wanted to talk about, just bring up the subject of habits and uh, some good and bad things with habits. Um New yeah, year, new you. Right. And yeah. one of the one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because Nathan and I are so different when it comes to building habits. Diametrically um, opposed, <laughs> if you so will. So different. Um he, my husband, I actually have heaps and heaps of respect for him because he uh he, he has to do treatments. We've talked about this before. He has to do treatments every day and has to ha- have to do these as has to have to. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I has to have has to do to them. Have to. He um, has had to do these treatments since he was born. I mean, yeah. since he was diagnosed. So nine months old, his mom, when he was little, would spend up, up, upwards of eight hours a day doing treatments. And then eventually, as he got older, he, it transferred to him having to be disciplined as a young child to do these treatments every day. And it gets it. I'm not doing them. 
and I mean, it messes up my schedule. I can't imagine what it does to Nathan's <laughs> schedule having to do them. But because of this, because of this forced discipline in his life, he's just an incredibly disciplined person. And so when Nathan decides that he's going to add something to his life, he just does it. Or when he feels like he needs to change something, he just changes it. And I, I just, you have a lot of my respect for that, honey, the way that that is such a, I don't know, it's a, a, part a, a of discipline it, you've built. That's just really good. I think part of it is how my brain has developed and has to work. Like it, it, that's how it works. Like that's how I work. If I, I make things, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very robotic. Robot. No, that's how I have learned to make life work. Now, right. the downside of living so structured is you're very inflexible um, and it because it almost becomes your schedule, whether it's uh, exercise, um, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of control, a lot of uh, habits, you know, center around exercise. But whatever that habit is for you or, or you need, you know, it it often becomes this crutch or this thing that rather than making you feel free, making your brain feel at peace it actually tends to um, almost suffocate your life. And so we, I, I, we want to bring that up in that, yes, I may be disciplined, I may be structured, and my brain feels very comfortable in that structure. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, jo- the running joke slash not joke in our family is that I, I, if I had seven square like meals every week planned out, like they would be the exact same meal. Like it was so funny. My nutritionist recently asked me, she's like, what, you know, what's, what would be your, uh, you know, diet? And she's like, you know, maybe keep a food journal. And I'm like, I, I actually could tell you right now what my food journal would right. say. You don't I, like change. No, I don't at all. Like I, what he means by seven square meals, he means like Wednesday's spaghetti day. And yeah. well, not spaghetti because I don't like spaghetti, but Wednesday's meatloaf and Thursday's yeah. chicken salad and fr- forever. Like forever. for the rest of it, literally like, without changing. My breakfast is oatmeal with cottage right. cheese. My lunch would be an yeah. egg sandwich with lettuce and I'm mayo. Sleeping right now, hearing you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know what my diet is. And so, and then you have me, who puts the pro in procrastination. I am just <laughs> so good. That was good. Thanks. I. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I guess I just don't like feeling like I know what's going to happen next all the time. It just makes me feel a little bit bored. And well, it's, you know, it's more than that. You're the way you function is kind of like not necessarily looking to the next thing, but you don't want to be, you feel claustrophobic within schedule. You feel claustrophobic within structure. That makes you feel claustrophobic. It does. It makes yeah. me feel trapped into yeah. this endless litany of meatloaf on whatever day I said it was going to be on. You know, with, when I'm like, I want to live. Let me live. <laughs> Speaking of which, we haven't had meatloaf in a long time. I just you know, we you just to... had it at your mom's house. The good Midwest meal. That was like meal. three weeks ago. I feel like it was. I mean, it's near enough for me for meatloaf. <laughs> Close enough. Oh, guys, please respond. <laughs> if you're a meatloaf lover. Please give me some love. I grew up with meatloaf. We we ate it. I mean, Nathan and I are both from the Midwest, so we got that. Anyways, Midwest I think, cooking thing going. So in our in the book uh, I wrote on love, we talk about <laughs> habits and why it's such a good thing. And I think more than just the behavior of habit, 
what we want to talk about is the mindset mm-hmm. of habit in that, um, you know, your behavior can, again, that could be good or bad. We could have good habits, bad habits. But I think oftentimes what happens is we look at a habit and I'm going to use going to the gym or losing weight, whatever that is for you, that I have to lose weight. I just have, I have to lose weight or I have to go to the gym. I have to go to the gym and there's no real healthy mindset behind it. Um, you know, a lot of things, what happens is actually out of insecurity, we build our habits and that, that's a great way to build a really unhealthy habit because then, um, uh, it really starts actually stealing from yourself. You, you start stealing from your relationships when you build a habit based on an insecurity. And I think that's the big thing is, is especially in Christianity, you know, as believers, we have the Holy Spirit and he's going to move us towards behavior based on a healthy identity. It's never going to be based out of, I just have to stop doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's actually going to be based out of, um, moving us towards something. And, and and I want to interject because that is the thing that actually causes me to build habits is it's not enough for me. Like mentally, it's not enough for me to be like, this would be good for you. I know it should Mm be right. Like, you you know, you're just talking now, but I know it should be enough, but it's not, I have to know that that's what the Lord's leading me to, or I feel trapped. Mm -hmm. But if I can lean back into that knowledge and say, no, this is what the Lord has led me to do because of X, Y, and Z. And I trust him then I know he's not going to make me feel trapped. It's actually going to be a joy to me. Right. And um, to use the example you're, you're giving, the, the gym one is, um, you know, it's something I actually have been praying, Lord, make this, make this a joy to me. I, because I want to do this the right. rest of my life. I want to be um, <laughs> active. I want to not just be someone that goes to the gym. I want to be an active person and I want to be a healthy person and, part of that is, you know, just coming out of a few years of not being healthy and, and the Lord saying, okay, here are some disciplines I want because I want you to be healthy. And that is, that is what I have for you. I have health for you. And so, um, it's not just about going to the gym a certain amount of time of week. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so like new year, new you, um, what are the things you feel the Holy Spirit has been uh, has been convincing you of? And I think maybe that's a that's a great shift, a mind shift in and of itself. Is oftentimes we look at, well, the Holy Spirit's going to convict me of something, and usually we look at conviction as this negative has a negative connotation, and it doesn't. But I think it it has had a negative connotation. I know for myself. And something I'm looking at in scripture and just as I look at how he speaks to me and others, I'm recognizing that maybe when I remove, when I replace the word convict with convince, Mm. um, same, same meaning it has, it it has the same meaning, but oftentimes it's easier to start a new habit if I view the Holy Spirit convincing me of something that could be my identity, that could be his goodness, that could be whatever relational thing, um, beneficial thing for my relationships. But if I look at it as no, God is convincing me of this. It's a lot easier. Um, and and a lot more, uh, maybe of a healthy mindset and a lot more empowering. God's convincing me of something rather than, well, 
I feel convicted about this. I feel convicted about my... I feel convicted about doing uh, morning devotions. I feel convicted about that. Mm. Rather than, you know what, God is convincing me that if I, have a mo- if I have a time set aside every morning to spend with him, to release my anxieties to him, and to receive his truth for the day, I feel like my day is going to go a lot better. Right? right? It's, it's that convicting... I feel God convicting me of this versus, you know what? He's convincing me that whatever he is moving me toward is beneficial for me. Right. It's that calling me to something that will bring me joy. He's calling me to something because he knows me better than I know myself, even though I think I know myself really well. Uh, Sometimes I'm not as self aware as I (laughs) think I am. And the Lord's like, Hey, I know you, I know what you need. And, and, you know, you stand here praying, Lord, do this, do that. And the Lord's like, I know how to get you there. You just need to trust me. Right. And this might not be comfortable right. for you, but you're not, you're not going to feel comfortable because obviously you've not done it yet, you know? Right. And so there's that, that trust level of, okay, I trust that your, your desire is to bring me joy, your desire yeah. and the end goal, even if it doesn't feel very joyful in the process, yeah. that's the end goal. So, yeah. so that's our encouragement for the new, new year, new you. Uh, I feel like you like signed up to sponsor something. I, it, it's stuck in my brain because it's like it's like looping. It is. It, it really is looping. That robotic, it's like the will of, like in Max, the will of. Uh, so if you have a yeah. company called New Year, New Year, New You, we will take your sponsorship. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you want us to sponsor you, give us money and we will. Give us <laughs> um, money. Anyways, hey, we do talk about habits and our book on love and why it's so important not just to come up with a good idea that you should implement in your life, but the mindset, the belief system behind that thing. Um, So we recommend get our book uh, on love available on Amazon for amount an amount of money (laughs) (laughs) or the Kindle version. And guys, here's a secret just between me and you and Lacey, nobody else. We're working on an audiobook. Yay. Yeah, we've had so many people yeah. say, hey, I would love to read it, but I don't read books. <laughs> <Here's> <laughs> Can the down- you make an audio? Here's the downside of the audiobook <laughs> is I'm reading it. That's my downside. No, it is. For someone who has CF, it's oh, going yeah, like, to be-, be like every 30 seconds, like a pause, pause, <laughs> cough, pause. <laughs> I, yeah. It may not make it's it. It's going to be a lot of editing. It may not make it to submission. We'll see. Yeah, I know. There is some, there is some pretty specific sp- submission <laughs> rules. And they Apparently you're not like... allowed to cough while you're reading. Anyways. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank and you. Hey, have a new year, new you. <laughs> Start homeschooling. That's what you yeah, should I'm do. I'm create a new you real quick. That'll create a new everyone. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.